Hey everybody, just a quick note before we get started. I had a bit of technical difficulties with my fourth microphone, so our special guest has some wonky voice stuff happening, but I hope uh, it, you can still hear her, but slightly distracting and odd, but uh, my apologies. Um, extra embarrassing based on it's who hard. this guest is. I have to remind um, myself. You'll see in just a second. <clears throat> Enjoy the show. This week, the number one show on Netflix was Stranger Things. Still. 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 I like how you put still and in, in little... And little curvy lines. What do you call those again? <laughs> Italic pa- parentheses. Oh, little curvy lines. Are you okay? No, it's been a hot day at my house, <laughs> and you've lost all cognitive function. Yes, Dave. Uh, what's happening? Hey, Justin. Yes, Dave. Why are people watching this? I don't know, Dave, but I do know. But let's figure it out anyway. <laughs> Wow, that was the worst introduction we've ever had. Yeah. Uh, good job. Thank you. So, okay. Welcome to Why Are People Watching This, the podcast where we watch the number one show on Netflix and then ask and answer the question, why are people watching this? So, mm-hmm. so yes, we have done Stranger Things season four already. But we have. Be- but because it was released in two chunks, it kind of made sense. Ashley justified it, and I agree, to do it again because it's still number one. Yeah. It was number one for the first yeah. chunk, and it's still, still number, number one, one for, for the, the second, second chunk. chunk. So we're it's doing still this technically season four. So we didn't right. Really, yeah. So we're going to be talking about episodes eight and nine. So if you haven't seen those, which is spoilers. impossible, spoilers. Yeah, this whole thing is a spoiler. Yeah. Do yeah. not listen to this. Do not if listen. You Just turn this off. Yet. Come back to it later. Yeah. This yeah. is a walking spoiler. Walking spoiler. So let's introduce who's around the table today. I am uh, one of your co-hosts, Justin, and then of course we have Dave, the That's wise me. carpenter. That's Dave. <laughs> Hello. And then our punchy millennial, our punchy millennial. I am the punchy millennial. Ashley, yep, that's me. And a very special guest today, right? This very is special. Yeah. This is pretty exciting. My fourteen-year-old daughter, the Gen Z rep, Mila. We needed wow. a Gen yes. Z rep. Hello, <laughs> I'm here. Yeah. So Mila is uh, a Stranger Things aficionado slash nerd slash super fan. Right, and, and so it made, for today. yeah, it made sense mm-hmm. that she would join us today. I've taken many quizzes, many <laughs> online quizzes. This is oh, great because we've cut a swath right through the whole like viewing um, de- demographic. Yeah. Oh, true. Here. We've got yeah. the Gen Xers, the Millennial, yeah. and the Gen Z, the, and we all like this, right? Yeah, and yes. probably for different reasons. I don't know. I guess we'll find out today. Mm. Hmm. Um, Dave, okay. we'll, let's start this show. Where all do we right. Go? What? What show? Okay, we, we have a synopsis specifically for episodes eight and nine. Ooh. <clears throat> Nancy has sobering visions, and Elle passes an important test. Back in Hawkins, the gang gathers supplies and prepares for battles. With selfless hearts and a clash of metal, heroes fight from every corner of the battlefield to save Hawkins and the world itself. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. So that was the synopsis for eight and nine. The culmination of this season, if you will. Yeah. Uh, Mm. Okay. Well, who's got their own synopsis? Give me your synopsis. I need your synopsis. Give me your synopsis. I need your synopsis now. I have a short one. Okay. Let's do it. (laughs) You will laugh. You will cry. You will have a really good time. I know that they could have ended the story after any of the seasons. They they could have wrapped it up, but I'm really glad they didn't. You will have a great time if you watch this. So okay, so nice. It. it sounds like you're on the PR team. Yeah. for this, <laughs> like you're at spring break in Daytona. They like come into the bar. You'll laugh. You'll cry. You'll laugh. Yeah. You'll cry. <laughs> you'll cry. Oh, really? You'll vomit. Oh, that's yeah. part of the experience. 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, so welcome to my daughter Mila. She is essentially a little old angry man in the yeah. in the body of a fourteen year old. The most sarcastic person you might ever meet. Yeah. Oh Excellent. yeah. That's. We can get on board with cynicism. Yeah. So Dave, what's, what's your synopsis? Vecna has a weakness. Hopper is free, and Eleven now knows what she did that was naughty. Will our bicycle kids and their ragtag parent figures come together before Metallica and Kate Bush reach 2,200 million downloads on Spotify? (laughs) Tune into season four and figure it all out. I love it. Yeah, good old Metallica. Yeah. Well, here's my quick one. Is this the most anticipated television or film event in my life in the past 10 years? Quite possibly. Mm -hmm. Wow. I was excited to see this. Wow, that was short. I know. Weird. I have a long. Okay. Excellent. So let's hear Mila's then. We're ready. What do you got, Jen? It's just a description of the last two, basically. Okay. As trauma hits an ultimate high, Eleven has her powers fully back, the gang tries to destroy Vecna, the Russian Demogorgon gets defeated in a fight with the Conan the Barbarian sword, and Max almost freaking dies because Jason, the football jockey, Steps on the magical tape of Kate Bush. Mm, that yeah. butthead. Lots of little. Yeah. I'm glad. So that was the cone in the. Yeah, <laughs> he got split in half. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was the cone in the barbarian sword. Yes. Was that oh, the cone in the barbarian? Yes. I was looking at that, going, "Wow, that's got to be." So a- is that the whole purpose of that scene? No, I. It was part of the weapons rack the Russians had to fight the monster. How did the Russians get the Conan barbarians? Yeah. Uh, I thought it was the Shira on? sword. But... No, the Shira sword is different in the '80s and the new one. Yes, yeah, you it, watch the old one. I know. You should... Oh, watch we're we're in the we're in the presence of a of a Wikipedia uh, yeah. yes. of, of you... this. That's and right. she, let me just say, she's not like me. She's not Googling this. this oh, is she's no, coming right out of her brain. Straight off the brain. Knowledge. And you'll Fall also, the what's fun is you'll also learn how wrong I am about everything. Oh, now that Mila's here. Finally. Finally. Someone who's higher <laughs> up Mr. on the food Spurdy chain. pants. <laughs> I only lost a bed once and I had to drink coffee. And then I was never wrong again, so I wouldn't have to drink more coffee. Did I make I you drink coffee? Please? Yes. Well, it was I'm... about Harry Potter's age. We were in the car and I said he was like 30. No, yeah. he was not thirty. Oh, in real life. No, when he had life. his baby. Oh, right? I see. Not yeah. in real life. Okay. Yeah, so I'm a good parent. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> drink this <laughs> coffee, idiot child. Yeah. Great. Well, well, let's just wade in with some things that are okay, because I'm sure everybody's just busting at the scene. Busting things. This was okay. Yeah, so uh, there's going to be a lot. So we'll try and like round robin this. Right. So, robin. so Mila, why don't you go first? Something on your list that you thought was good. Something I liked. Yeah. I really liked personally how Eleven did not forgive Brenner. Because oh. in a normal thing, like, you'd be like, oh, I forgive you because you're dying. But here, she's experienced so much trauma. And now she just... No. She gets her she closure. Can't, and... She can't forgive him. Like, she, he's done so many bad things, and she's just like, no. Yeah, that right. was at he the doesn't... top of my list. That is such a good... You guys he didn't... Did... Oh, have... Hang on, hang on. You did not coordinate. We have not conferred. Nope. Mila brought up the first thing that was also at the top of my list. Oh, That's genetics shucks. for you. <laughs> yeah, because he says, please tell me you understand, after saying, I did everything to and protect you. Says, and she says, goodbye, goodbye Papa. Mm-hmm. She doesn't forgive him. But she I agree, gets her yeah. closure, though, which yes. I like. Well, I it, loved it. It really felt like there was going to be a redemption arc for him somewhere, but it just, uh, you know, it's not there, yeah, which is great. Still, 
it's subverted expectation. I agree, Mila. I'm on board with that. I also yeah. love the music in that scene. I the spin-off of the Eleven theme. It, I cried. In which scene was that? During that My whole... died. Right. That's the only reason I cried, because of that music. Aww. It just it hit my heart. Oh well, I have a crying thing. Oh, what did you cry? I, I mean, I cry a lot. But um, Will's Will's um sort of secret confession. Oh yeah, God. that's my number two. Oh my number my two God. is the Will confession scene. Oh my mm. gosh! And Jonathan realizing it from the front seat. Yeah, in the mirror. The actors, oh, actors. So, good. so good. It was so good. It was good. And I just and then the to top it all off when they finally have a moment alone together and and Will is obviously struggling but doesn't know how to bring it up because that happens to all of us we mm-hmm. all struggle and we just don't know how to how to you know say what we've got going on and he brings it up he says you know i'm always here for you and i'll always be your, you know your brother and yeah. you can come to me with everything and well what i liked like, ah. i liked about that is that this is set in the 80s yeah where they did not he like the brother did not say what the issue was and they will didn't it, say yeah. either it was closeted right mm-hmm. yeah but they both knew what they're talking about and that's kind of how the 80s was because you didn't want to be openly out mm-hmm. and so i felt like it was true to the period as opposed to the current period it yeah. was true to the period but it still it still showed a fantastic relationship between two people and acceptance oh yeah, and yeah it was yeah. just such a good portrayal of that it's that's exactly I loved it. I loved other it. than actually being able to be open which is you know the obviously the better version of that it is the better version but that's yeah. the Modern version. Yes, exactly. Like, yeah. That's where it's fine being like a lesbian or non-binary, but yeah, but not back then. It would have no. been less fine. But yeah. but no. the brother was like, what's the brother's name? I can't, oh, uh, I can't remember his name. Mila, what's the brother? Jonathan. 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 Thank you. Right. Jonathan. Uh, yeah. Sleepy eyes. I like to call them. <laughs> Good old sleepy eyes. Good old sleepy eyes. Yeah, the purple <laughs> palm tree delight. But he he looked like that before he, he got did. Into the so to, were... to be fair, he's looked like that since he was a young man. Yeah, exactly. So they built it into his character. Yeah. Like, we got to justify why this guy looks so tired slash stoned all the time. <laughs> oh yeah. But it was nice that Will in that scene too was like, was calling him out for being stoned all the time. Yep. Yeah. 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 Like a bit of responsibility. Yeah. 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 That was good too. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Dave, what do you got? We've sort of gone I, around. I like that kids can just walk into a, a surplus store and buy <laughs> shotguns yeah, in America. That's. Just put a knife in the shopping cart and nobody cares. <sighs> but. You know, look. It, in particular, that scene reminded me of some movie I'd seen in the 80s where some kids do this. They go, and I can't, I kept thinking, oh, was it like Fast Times, Ridgemont High? But of course it wasn't. It was some movie in that same era where these kids walk in and they arm themselves to the teeth with all this stuff in a surplus store. And then, yeah. And I was like, oh, this is a playoff of that movie. But then I searched frantically for that, what that movie was, and I couldn't find it. So. Oh, find it. Yeah. Me, like, that's America in the 80s. I'm like, yeah, that, that checks out. Like a guns yeah. and ammo store. I'm like, that's more or less right. Uh, now, what my question was, um, they went in there and they got all the stuff that they needed. And yet we still see them making um, specialty spiky shields out of garbage lids. Yeah. Like, what? I had that same question. I thought they were all going to be armed. But yeah. they just did one shotgun and then the rest was just. Holes with knives? Oh, maybe they just couldn't afford it. Yeah, actually, that makes that sense. Was $120. Yeah. They spent all their money on that. That's probably okay. what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. on that one sawed-off <laughs> shotgun. Sawed-off shotgun. Yeah. Okay, that actually helps. I'm with so. Mila too. I love when the, the head jock just got severed in yeah. half. It's yeah. like, well, that's because oh pre- I was like, how are we gonna get rid of this guy, right? Like, and then <laughs> everyone else. Oh yeah, well, we, he there was no remorse at all no, when he got severed in half. Everyone, 
he got severed in half, and I bet everyone watching that was just like. <laughs> but here's the yeah. thing about that guy. I agree, it was satisfying. But I was talking today with our friend um, Donovan. And he was like, essentially that character, what's his name, Mila? Jason. Jason. See, Mila knows everything. <laughs> yeah. She's like my second brain. Yep. Jason is essentially like a paladin from Dungeons and Dragons. He's yeah. virtuous. He thinks he's doing the right thing. Yeah. And if you think about him from objectively, yeah. from his perspective or the town's perspective, he he's... was doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he was sure that the other guy was the murderer. And he was sure he was stopping like the yeah. bad. Yeah, uh, he didn't believe that Chrissy would have gone to um, right. Eddie for help. Because because he's so virtuous, he couldn't imagine that. Right. Yeah. And so like yeah. in a way, he's like this like perfect like crusader paladin mm-hmm. character. Yeah. So well, he wasn't evil and, in the sense that Vecna's evil. And we have to give him credit. It does feel, I mean, if we were in the, again, we always come back to what would we do as real people? And he was really acting, I think, I mean, he obviously had gone, went over the top. And once he got all his buddies together to hunt everybody down, it was it was too much. But he was acting very, at least sort of, logically rationally there's a murderer a serial killer on the loose in our town killing our friends yeah we need to hunt this person down we need to make sure they stop what they're doing yeah from the reality that he understood yeah he was doing the right thing which you kind of forget but the rest of the town like because you're so immersed in this world of these guys and Vecna and so the rest of the town just is oblivious they just think that there's a serial killer on the loose not that there's all this supernatural crazy stuff happening they're just like I um oh we're not in that section but um it's and it's not really a dislike so it's okay I'm gonna say it anyway but I I did find it interesting that in the previous part of this season Mm -hmm. they spent so much time on the town hall and on this big hunt for Eddie and that it was it was such a big important piece of of the story and then it it really kind of in these two episodes fell fell flat i think that it's too much else going on well no i think because eddie dies obviously Mm -hmm. spoiler and i think that it (laughs) that was necessary to set up the justification for the death because the whole town was out to get him and there was no way to convince all that people all those people that he was actually a good guy Right. So he had to be killed. Yeah. If he weren't back, he probably knew he would be like arrested, yeah. tortured. Like, so yeah. there was no redemption for that character no. other than death because of the town reacting. Yeah. So I think that's why they doubled down on that, okay. is my guess, yeah. to justify uh, his death. There was nothing there for him. Like, right. Chris, he was gone. Yeah, he had to go. Yeah. He had to go. Yeah. I, I like to say it, but he had to go. Uh, Narratively. Yeah, exactly. I like, well, I mean, episode eight was kind of like moving all these chess pieces into play for the last the final thing and and sometimes that can get tedious in shows but i find the pacing in this is so good Mm -hmm. and because they've got these three separate groups and there's a different storyline going on with each of them yeah that it kind of happens seamlessly in a way like all these things get put into place for the last episode well that's what's fascinating about this because it was like three plus hours for these last two episodes and normally, like, I see an hour and a half long movie and I'm like, oh, my God, so boring. <laughs> but, like, at no point was I anything except excited yep. and happy to be there. Yep. Which, yeah. if you think about it, is insane for a, this much television in one go. They did such a fantastic job of bringing each scene to a climactic, tense moment yeah. and then moving on to something else to give you a breather. And they did such a good job with the comedic relief, with the... Because I, I find that in a lot of movies, you they bring you up to these weird climaxes and then they push you to another climax. And you just get... That, um, you get worn out like you're you're yeah. not you don't feel the tension anymore because there's no there's no relaxation yeah. before the tension again well, th- that and that is down to editing mm-hmm. it's these behind the scenes people and I'm sure the Duffer brothers were in the studio editing it together knew what it should like structurally but like editing the 
is so important and mm-hmm. it, it did exactly that it brought you and it brought you down and you were up and down and you were exhausted yeah. by the end exhausted. of it but, but <laughs> so yay to the editors mad props to the yes. behind the scenes yeah. people yeah what okay. else you got mila for things i liked yeah I just have that I like how Eleven didn't forgive Brenner, how I really like the music. The music was great. Like, yeah, yeah. Music was great. Wait, are those your only likes? Yeah. What? Well, the whole thing. Oh, okay. okay. Too many. Too, yeah. Too many. I got gotcha. you. Can't put all of them. <laughs> I have down. a question for you, millennials and Gen Zs. Yeah. Did anyone recognize what the red phone symbolized in the church? You told me about that, but I forget. Wait, in the church. He picks up the phone and he puts in that weird code to talk to someone back in the States and then they're waiting around for the phone call. And Remember? And they're like, the, yes. the KGB will be listening. Yeah. It was a red phone. There's nothing, Dave, I'm sure that you must know. That, was, know. Like, that was the... Ministry of Magic's phone. I think it was a reference to the White House phone during the Cold War. Oh. Right, the red. The Soviet Union and the, and the president's office had in the White House line. had a direct line I to that. say like, in, instead of us not being sure what the other one's intentions are and like mutual destruction, right. let's have a quick phone call about yeah. it. So that's, I think, what that phone was supposed to symbolize. Oh. So hmm, I thought that was a cool yeah. Cold War reference. Interesting. I like that. Well, and I mean, yeah, and it was <laughs> the, I mean, Dave, you pointed this out in your synopsis, but the, the, parallels of the parents going off and doing their own fight and the children going off and doing their fight they really doubled down on it in, in this i mean they in every season that has been the theme is mm. that the parents are always off somewhere else and not yes. helping the kids yeah but they're never there for the kids like they are but in a really are, roundabout way they're not like steve has to just take over as a single mom <laughs> exactly yeah. i have a question again so do you remember when the big bad general showed up at the base where 11 was being kept and they were and they cut open the door and had that fight in the hallway oh, does yeah. any that's yeah yeah 100 you saw that as yeah. soon as it came on i said that to my wife i'm yeah, like oh they're recreating the, yeah because yeah. it was almost shot for shot like the way they were standing there and yeah. the way they looked and then the general or whatever he was like walking Strides down like darth or, vader yes. It, it was exactly like Star Wars. I think this thing was you riddled. You watched that we watched. Oh, that's right, yeah. The thing was riddled with those kind of references. Yeah. So many yes. that I'm like, I tried not to keep track of them because it's too exhausting. <laughs> yeah. But it just shows you, honestly, this was a work of love. Like the Duffer Brothers yeah. creation of this oh, show. 100%. It, it was the, but it, it's so nice to see it. Because obviously anyone that's making a movie, they're obviously putting effort in. And well, some of them more than others. But this one was just, this is a whole other yeah. Level. Dave, do you have more on your list? Uh, not really. The jock getting cooked. Um, <laughs> uh, I like the 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 using Nancy to explain what was going on with Vecna, you know, mm. in, in her vision. I mean, that was a super. They they just got a lot of information out of the way really easily with yeah. that. But it was also like wasn't tiresome or it was mm. compelling to watch, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. I. Ooh. No, uh, go, go. I absolutely loved the scene where they're all falling onto the mattress. Oh, okay. Oh, I just thought that was so cool. I just thought it was so well done. And the the, the way that they positioned it, the music that they had on, the I just, for some reason, that scene was really, it really landed well with me. I was just like, this yeah. is such good work. <laughs> so here's some things I liked. I liked um, Lucas and Max. They sort of are talking in the back of the Winnebago and they reconcile and sort of, I liked that. I thought they were both good actors mm-hmm. acting yeah. out a good scene right everyone in this is yeah. honestly Everybody. i loved Amazing. max's confession scene just while she's just before she gets attacked by vecna yeah. and she saw yeah. that was it's just also really good acting and mm-hmm. good writing yeah 
and an interesting story. Dark. I like the phrase, I piggybacked from a dough freezer. Pizza dough. Pizza dough freezer. <laughs> and that's, Max is like, what? That's pretty funny. Yeah, she's like, what? Yeah. But it, it's perfect for, for yep. Eleven's character. I, I liked Nancy with the shotgun shooting Vecna. She just looked totally badass. Yeah. She had this awesome, I, and I, obviously this is probably down to directing, but she just had this like she looked hateful, cool. menacing, yeah, like, like going to. done with all of his garbage. Yeah. yeah. I like how she was sort of a badass. Yeah. Me too. I like. We've had enough of this. So, yeah. Mila, I'm going to mispronounce the actor's name. Gaten Mazzarato. Matarazzo. Matarazzo. Gaten Matarazzo, when he's talking to uh, Eddie's dad and he was emoting. Oh, about- God. Oh, pretty I cried. Good acting. I cried so hard. Mm-hmm. I was like, that sucks, yeah. man. And most of all, what I liked is after nine episodes, they lost. Yeah. They did not do the thing they set out to do. Yeah. And the bad thing that they were trying to prevent absolutely happened and max it, it was a whole season yeah. of failure yeah. which is when max like died i was so sad i, I was know. like how can we do this yeah. I, know. I know and 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 they didn't leave us with hope because they left us they left us with eleven's yes. realization that, that she had she wasn't saved, in there that she had saved Max's body but that her spirit and her soul are not maybe gone. gone yeah mm. maybe they're somewhere else but pretty much we're we've been left like hopeless I know she doesn't have a soul she's in a cold heart well and now we also have to realize that Eleven didn't tell them that no she has she hasn't told anyone that she is the one who's kept Max alive yeah. Yeah. and. And that that it's really there's no max in there so now we know that that future tension point is going to be happening yeah. in season yeah. five with lucas yeah especially with lucas like especially i think it's lucas, going to be yeah. quite the erica helpline just broke me like he started oh. screaming oh, max oh he's like calling ambulance yeah i know that was hard to watch i Oof. cried so much i did yep. not expect it and that's oh. why it was good all right like we all thought it was going to go down to plan and then it didn't go to plan and i was like I know it's that they subverted expectation again. Yep. Like it, yep. you, you thought it would work out. Nope, did not. No, did which I think not. is good storytelling, oh right? Yeah. So that's it. For oh me. wait, I have I have another like. Um, I absolutely adored that during the um, scene where they're getting the tub ready for Eleven. Mm. Um, that part he of the montage, yeah, <laughs> the montage. Pizza. They included him making pizza as Loved it. part of the montage. It yeah. was so funny because you're obviously it's it's tense and they're getting everything ready and you're like, wait, wait, what's what? doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That, but it's perfect for his character, and that's why this—this like, this is the work I do to contribute. Yeah, <laughs> that's why this show is is good. I, my wife watched; she started when I started episode, uh, season four, like right from the beginning. She'd never seen any of it because she's like, "That looks like a scary show." I'm like, "Yeah, but it's, it's like scary, but you know, like there's something comforting about it. Like it's not like I I don't I don't like horror movies at all. Mm. But and a lot of this stuff would be pulled right out of a horror movie. Like a lot of these things, yeah, jump you know, scares even, yeah, the yeah. jump scares, the creatures, the gore, all of it, right? Yeah. But there's something about the lightheartedness mm. of these kids that you know are somehow there's something special about yeah, them that they're not like going to. Except that they pulled that rug right out from under us oh, with Max. Yeah, yeah but they right. they sort of led us to believe that something might happen to someone all season. And remember, yeah. everyone was speculating. Like every yeah. so, time Steve. that a new character happens, they die. Yeah, so yeah. as opposed to like a horror movie where you just get grab a group of random people yeah, and you just all. watch them get picked off yeah. one by one, and, and, you just, one and you just speculate as to who's going to be the last. Wonderful characters, and then they kill them off yeah. every time, and like yeah. Bob and Barb. Oh, Bob and Barb. Oh, yeah. man. So 
I, is, I, I have more. Oh, you got one more. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got more. Um, I loved the piggyback concept. Yeah. I thought yeah, that was really cool. Stephen Nancy's heart to heart in the upside down. Right. It was so, so backwards. Oh my god. And brain just decided. Yeah, that was cute. It was such was a cute fun. explanation of him, but also I was just the whole time I was like, I understand and I love this, but also it's not that time. Yeah. It's not that I time. I'm trying to kill Vecna. He's like, oh my god, you know my dream. I have a question about that. Like. If you're, I don't know how much peril you all have been in your lives, but I feel like in the moments of like absolute terror, like we might die or like we've been through traumatic experiences and we're about to go through more, like would you have like confessions of love or like in the church when like Joyce and what's his name were like, like ogling each other, Joyce and Hopper, and they're like making out. I'm like, I don't feel like we're all about to die and our children's lives are in danger is a sexy time. Nope. I don't care about my children. I gotta kiss this man. That's what I mean. Okay, hang on. We're not in grapes yet. Oh, sorry. Okay, hold on. My apologies. My apologies. Hold on. Nah. Um, <laughs> I uh, I have a few more. Okay. Um, I really like the silence when the bats are trying to get into the trailer. Um, and there's that really quiet moment, and all you can hear is that slight scraping of them before they yes. come through the duct. Or yeah, the, that's fine. That was one of the scariest moments in the whole thing. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, Eleven's debut when she saves Max is totally amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Like just it, it was such a great mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Mike's confession is adorable. I love that it's the news now indistinguishable from the local tabloids. Yeah exactly. They're, it's they're you know making a play. It's the 80s and that that was the case then. It's still the case today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh my god you got a long list here. Yeah Eddie's yeah. uncle getting his necklace made me cry so hard. Yep. Um, and I actually really I thought it was really interesting that the that they included their big trip to that um, the weapons store. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was really appropriate. I thought it it was right for the times because nothing has changed. You know that was the '80s, and in America you can still walk in and buy whatever you want with no limitations, and <clears throat> it's just a free for all. So I felt like that was very apropos. Well, it's interesting. You can put in a gun violence reference at any time, and there will be something in the news. For which it seems relevant. Yep, that's yeah. the sad, always, always. sad reasoning in America. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, but uh, on a nicer note, of course, I absolutely loved the Metallica thingy. Mm-hmm. Um, and okay, I'll stop talking now. But yeah, right. it was just good. It was all good. Well, gush, 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 Dave. Gush. What else do we do on this podcast? We grumble and we gripe. Come on and tell me what you don't like. I'm gonna tell you what I don't like. Come on and hit me. Last time, I think I, I had no grumbles and gripes, but I came up with some this time. Does anyone else have? Mila, do you have anything you don't like about the show? I had to struggle, and this seems really dumb because I had to struggle so much, I just put down something really simple. Okay. Uh, Beckman just walks so slow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He just, like, yeah. Oh He's like Darth I, Vader. Yeah. And he relies heavily on the monologue, too. Like He's oh, yeah. like, oh, you. And he just like slowly <laughs> needs to. Darth Vader had an excuse for not running because running on those mechanical legs would hurt. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he just maybe all those vines around him just slow him down. He was such a drama queen. Like yeah, it just, yeah, everything yeah. had to be so dramatic. Uh, no, you know? it's Ah, jeez. Oh, what are you going? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he is quite dramatic. <laughs> So that's an oh, interesting. Oh no, she's gone! God dang it! It's a good point, Mila. That is a good, uh, silly yeah. point. Um, but maybe that's what gives us, like Dave was saying, that um, it, that's what 
it's it's almost it's almost done on purpose to make it less horrifying and less you know otherwise he'd be super terrifying yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. if he moved really quick or something oh, like yeah. like a oh, fast zombie oh it'd be too much like, teleport or like, oh. somehow use the vines to like pick him up and oh around too much like dr octo or whatever. oh my yeah, god exactly yeah, he needed something so to make him a little you, less terrifying because his makeup was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so what about you, Ashley, Dave? Do you have any grumbles? I I have a couple. I, I, I'm perplexed by Steve's chest hair. I mean, <laughs> we've watched so many of these shows where like the young teens have yeah. no chest hair and Steve seems like he's got the chest hair of like a 42-year-old like heavyset yeah. biker. Steve is, you know? Steve is a lot older than he looks. I, but it just seemed odd. Would you rather I was like, is this, wax? Is this prosthetic <laughs> chest? It just seemed like, why does he have Listen, so much chest hair? I have I don't trivia know. about this. Okay. <laughs> oh, let's just, we'll wait for the trivia section. Though. I know. Because, okay, they made a gag about it, like his chest hair. And I was like, is that, have they doubled down on the chest hair? Because it just seemed like, because in the second part, he's wearing like a, a vest or he wears a vest, I guess. Don't say that's yeah, he's wearing yeah. Eddie's vest, and he's, like, shirtless underneath. But it... I will tell you why later. <clears throat> Carry on. All right, Dave. We'll get back to it. We'll get back to the chest hair. All right. Yeah. That was, that, that was pretty much all I had. I mean, I, really? I still sit in the camp, and this is, it's kind of silly now because I think this was a great way to end it. And I'm a little perturbed that it wasn't ended and they're no, going on I to disagree. another one. But they did it so well that I'm kind of like on the fence on that now. And listen, I, I have to, I don't you think, I mean, this is just my opinion, but we've, we've been dealing with all these little insurrections of the upside down into the, into the real world, mm. but never has it come to a, a breaking point where, where it really has broken through. So I think yeah. it makes perfect sense well, like, that the big fight. the ash everywhere and like, the, you cannot... Yeah. Ignore the fact that now everything is going to change because the upside down is in Hawkins yeah. now. Like. And it's going to spread. And I yeah. just, I feel like this is the perfect way. This, I mean, we've had all these little fights with the, you know, with individual monsters with the with the general and 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 all these other things. Mm-hmm. But now you're fighting the upside down itself. You're fighting armies. Like, yeah. Well, and I guess the other part of that too is before it has always been this thing that's been undercover. And these guys, these kids mm. have been fighting it, and everybody else in the community is just like, "Well, geez, we're having some crazy weather, yeah. <laughs> these earthquakes." But yeah. now it's like undeniable. Yeah. There's something crazy and supernatural happening yeah. here. And the yeah. general's gonna be back, and then yeah. Oh. So it, I, I mean, I get what you mean where they could have ended it, but to me, it's just in my what from what little I've learned from playing D and D, it makes sense that there would be this sort of an expansion into <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. this is the. I, I do actually have a, a gripe though. Okay. Um. Why? So actually, I have two. Um, the first one is why on earth would Hopper and Joyce? They're they're trying to escape from this this Russian prison, and they hear you know a scraping and they hear a noise and stuff. They know that there are potentially other demogorgons. Like, why would they go through that door? I don't know. I don't. Thing the guy's like, it's dangerous. Was Just it, was it the there. only way out? No, no they didn't know that. So many other ways. Oh, good point. They did yeah. not know that. They ended up finding a way out through there. So it it's you mm. know it it ended up making but sense. They, but the characters wouldn't have known. So no. it was weird. Yeah. It okay. Was, it was a strange. Good one. Yeah. It didn't make sense. But um. Also, does it make sense? Now, this is a question because I don't know if it's a grumble or uh, or okay. if it's just. Does it make sense that Max would have to convince Vecna that she's still broken? Like, is so she she had to go through this whole arc where she had to convince Vecna that and and or like or sorry she had to call him out and get him there and stuff and then she had to confess her deepest darkest 
secret to get him to come to her. But mm. I don't I don't know. What's she saying? Mila, do you have an opinion on that? Mm-hmm. I like, guess yeah. she said she was still marked in a target and I'm assuming she'd put away that thing that like with the Kate Bush that and she'd be in the trance but that didn't happen she had like this entire thing but like mm-hmm. so she might have needed to amp it up amp because it up she had because he hadn't yeah. come yet but okay. but she I don't know it just feels yeah if it, it feels it, it's it was I, I just feel like it was that one piece of of um, writing that they had to introduce or they had to include in order to get to the conclusion that they wanted, but it didn't necessarily feel smooth. Mm, I, to me. Okay, you know? I have a couple grumbles along those lines. Okay, go go. And that Dave, I agree that the Vecna showing Nancy the future and that it was good exposition. Yeah, because it sums all up. But like, I what does it actually make any sense for his character? Not at all. It's like it's like yeah. the villain, the villainous Bond yeah. character yeah. explaining his entire apparatus right. and the weaknesses yeah. in all his right. apparatus. Like, yeah, it just didn't make like why would he do that? It, yeah. it, it didn't. It didn't to call to like let Eleven know that he was ready for her. Like why couldn't he just have done the thing? Why does he have yeah. to monologue? It was weird. Um. So Mila might know that, or maybe you have an opinion on this. So the mind flayer was the the black cloud was trapped in that little room Mm. and then it gets out and then it just inhabits the demodogs and they shoot them and then they die that yeah Yeah. that that didn't match up with what we previously know of the mind flare right yeah it takes over people not its own like kind from the upside down Mm -hmm. okay maybe i don't know maybe they did some weird experiments on it and now it's all freaked up yeah yeah and so my last question is what does Vecna want? He spends a lot of time monologuing about it, but what is he trying to accomplish? What's his motivation? Yeah. People, because people are just terrible but, him, I guess. But he says he wants to destroy the world and rebuild it, but rebuild it with what? With, to look like the Upside Down, I'm assuming. With Maybe, no people yes. in it? Yeah. And yeah. just demodogs and Well, demogorg? they're greater. Those, those creatures are more powerful than humans and more worthy. But of... they already live... In but the he wants, upside down. But he doesn't want the earth. He doesn't want the regular real world to exist. He wants everything to be the upside down. Yeah. But but why? Because uh, he thinks humans are weak. Because it's just he said it's like an endless cycle for people like eat, work, sleep. Yeah, but he's uh, he's out of that cycle. I just don't understand why he just is like so butthurt. Well, he's that a he typical go... misery loves company man. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's, <laughs> he's he's just I, like I want to bring my joy to these people. It just felt petty. Yeah. He's like, well, I'm going to destroy all of these people because like, well, oh, they don't understand that life's we, short. I don't we know. know that he's not the ultimate bad guy. We know that he Wait, is. Wait, he is the ultimate well, yes, bad guy. Yes, he is. Guy. That, no. He made the mind flare. Did no. he make the mind flare? Yeah, or he, did he made f- the mind flare. But he found the cloud that was the mind flare. He's wandering through the upside down on his well, first big journey and he sees this thing. Yes, but, oh. but he creates... That's oh. why it's a spider shape because he has a spider oh. face. Oh, so he's so. Does that mean also the demidogs and the demogorgon? He's like he's no. made them evil. Like they're yes. there, but has he made them like, like it's a good mal- question malevolent? Demidog that was over there. He right. Yeah, he didn't attack him. Yeah, it was just like grazing. Mm-hmm. Or right, and then like the, there's the demidog that like befriends. Um, Dustin, yeah. Dustin. yeah, that's right. D'Artagnan. So, so they're not all bad because that one was nice. So, so he, it can't be the will of Vecna. They have been not under the Mind Flayer's control because it was raised in the real world by oh. Dustin. 
it's a so, little confusing, I have to yeah. say. Uh, but I think I'm understanding now. So Vecna, um, I mean, obviously Henry or whatever, once he inhabits that world, that cloud is just, he found it and he shaped it into the Mind Flayer. Yeah. yeah so he put his own uh, will into it. But the cloud uh, itself seems to already have been there. something that could control like animals. a sentient cloud. A sentient cloud. <clears throat> but yeah. maybe not malevolent. Just Maybe there. not. It's, yeah. it's kind of... A little unanswered, but, but maybe we'll get into that. But it's an interesting concept because it it would really, it to me it would really help solve the problem of what what are we gonna you know what how What's are we gonna next? yeah yeah so that so that, yeah those are all my gripes or questions mm. I guess um, I have a problem um, at the very end <laughs> <You have a problem. laughs> yeah wow I take it to the if you the, got a problem yo I'll solve it. <laughs> <laughs> So Elle is sitting in front of Max in the hospital. And up until now, every time that Elle has gone into someone's mind, mm. she has needed to go into the tub. She's needed the sensory deprivation. She's needed the glasses. Oh, the... yeah. But now she's more powerful. She's now... Okay, so we right? just... But but here's my thing. Mm. In order to get into Max's mind previously, like just a few days ago, she Maybe needed the tub. Yeah. Well, she... She had all her power, so how... Well, but but then she like because she saved Max in that moment, so she pulled together a new power that she had never had before. So I feel right. like that was like a level up. Okay. She's like a level eighteen oh, wizard, multi class okay. druid right. slash sorcerer. Yeah. I just feel like that was a bit of a. There was no explanation for that. It was the the previous scene? She needed the tub and the sensory deprivation and the glasses and everything. It's a good point. to go into Max's mind so that she could piggyback. Being defeated by Venma gave her like a new sense of like I. Have have to be stronger to mm. help save everybody like all of my friends <clears throat> but you're right it's not clear we're just speculating yeah yes, right. it's a good point putting our own theories onto it it wasn't yeah. explained right clearly exactly hmm. I think that's, that's it. Okay, it. Dave, we've yeah, no, that's it. I not many grumbles from this. Set. Did I mention? <laughs> did I mention Steve's chest hair? I did. Yeah. Didn't we'll we'll talk. get we'll get back to that. We'll okay. talk. <clears throat> it's the only thing you mentioned, <laughs> which is weird. We'll get. We'll talk. Talk with your therapist about why that bothered yeah, you so much. I just much. feel like a curmudgeon. First, I'm complaining that none of these guys have chest hair, and then I'm complaining they when that they Steve do. Has, what do you want, Dave? It's like just a mild amount of chest hair. Yeah, like yeah. a moderate dusting of chest hair. You have a very, <laughs> you have a very narrow view of hairy masculinity. I feel yeah, like it's just like seventy-five chest hairs, no more, <laughs> no, no less. less, and not too many around the nipples. Yeah, I guess I just see Steve as like like a eighteen-year-old kid. Maybe I don't see him as like a big Kay. burly chest hair guy. We have to guy. wait and talk about. Okay, that. We'll like, get, okay, okay, we'll get there, Ashley. Okay, right. <clears throat> what's next? All right, how about something that didn't need to be in here? This didn't need to be in there. Why? Oh, why did they include this scene? Okay, what do you got? <laughs> the scene where Hopper fights the last Demogorgon. Yeah, that, that was, was so... such BS. What do you mean? Where he beheads it? Yes, that was so stupid. Oh, yeah. I, I, it was unnecessary to me. They, the, um, um, what's the guy's name? The, the non-Russian Russian? Murray? Yes, Murray. When Could Murray torched him with the fire. Yes. Hey, right, and then why did it get back up? Like, the fire should have killed it. It killed all the other ones. It makes no sense. Uh, it was purely so that they could bring out Conan the Barnier. <laughs> That's I liked it. A hundred percent why. Yeah. It was so silly. I just... Okay. Like I understand what yeah. you're saying, though. It seems like gratuitously yeah. cinematic. Exactly. And and yeah. it just sort of another 
we have enough of these fights. Like we didn't need that extra yeah. okay. piece, yeah. in my opinion. Well, but it did. It did coincide. Like there's three things that happened at once in that moment, right? He beheads the but thing. That, they that shoot been... Beckna, Something else. I know, but that could have been the fire. They didn't have to have yeah, this okay. one fire. random. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, mm. Dave, you got a grumble? I didn't. I didn't really. Couldn't or, really think of anything to be in here. But now that <clears throat> Ashley mentioned it, it just raised a question in my mind: is like. How, how come these things are so vulnerable to fire, but like 12 guys shooting like rifles at it at point blank rage don't do that anything? That is a good question. I know. Like, but just like well, fire. is fire, fire seems like a pretty benign thing. Well, that's you know, true. Like, you to, could like, shoot a flamethrower at me and it'd be a bummer, but if you shot me a couple times in the chest, I'd be down. Yeah. It's like yeah. the literal opposite. Yeah. yeah so well, they're either... from a different world. I know. They're magic. Yeah, yeah they're know. magic. Mila, yeah, yeah. what about you? A scene that didn't need to be in there. Honestly, this might be unpopular, but I don't think the war zone scene needed to be there because what, it didn't. One? Which one? Oh, in the in the war zone. <clears throat> in the uh, really surplus store. Oh. Purpose, oh. So like, apart from Robin's lesbian crisis, <laughs> which um, was sweet. Yes, I. Well, did. you're right. I guess he could have left it no, out. No, no, but the purpose was. I thought the purpose was that. Um, Nancy runs into the, the... Yeah, but that could have been left out, technically. Yeah. Because it's... they later on got them back at the house, so... Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right in a way, like... It's interesting. I did... I do still want the uh, scene between... The... Wait, no, no, no. Hang on. No, they needed to go to the war zone because they needed that shotgun know, so that they could yeah, kill Yeah, they could have just found a shotgun. Yeah, like, there was so much that happened in that scene, confronting yeah. the guy and mm. all that. Well, maybe they were just trying to show um, exactly what you guys pointed out already, which is that this, it was a thing in the 80s. You could just run in and children could... Yeah, yeah. it's just so, a fun scene. I do want to see between Vicky and Robin at the end. I yeah. know. So, oh, oh, no, I'll save it well, for I, trivia. Well, I have a scene that shouldn't, didn't he be in there? So... When Eleven's going through her training to get her powers back, she comes out of the thing and then she lifts up the rocket head, whatever the name yeah, of the yeah. little the display of power, and then it goes up a little bit and then comes down. And I'm just like, that's kind of lame. I don't yeah. know if that was yeah. a Star Wars reference, but like because the later on, and then she goes and like flings a bunch of guys against the ceiling, and yeah. like it's obvious she has her powers back. Yes. So like. I feel like there's a better way to show that she had them than that. Yeah. It was yeah. kind of lame. Just like, oh, look, I wake up, there's a 10,000-pound tank. Let's just lift that real quick. Yeah. I really I really thought she was going to lift it up and crush it. Yeah. Because that, that would be symbolic of, yes. of this, thought, like, torture and trauma she'd been put I, through. Well, I thought totally later crazy. on, because she did that, and I'm like, well, that was... crushing the can, the Coca-Cola can. Yeah. yeah. Right. But, like, because she lifted it up and it went down, I'm like, ooh, that's foreshadowing. Later on, she's going to get in that. And, and then, then she's gonna, that's how she's going to escape. She's going to lift it up and get it. But nope. No. Well, maybe this mm. is maybe this is going to be used again in the next season. The general will kidnap her and put her in there anyway. Yeah. But the other weird. thing, it was an homage to to Luke lifting, the, lifting the X-Wing out of the yeah. swamp. Well, the, and then he uh, fails yeah. and it falls back in and Yoda just goes. And that would, that would come well, yeah. That is, I think that's why it was there because that whole area seemed to be Star Wars-y. So. Yeah. Okay. But I didn't. I thought that was dumb. Anyway. Okay. okay. All right. How about a scene you wish you were in? wish I was in that scene It's really freaking cool Yeah, really freaking cool I wish I was in that scene Don't you? Ashley, you seem very excited. I have many. <laughs> you, gotta, you must pick one. I don't yeah. wanna. Oh, frigate. Okay, um... All right. Well, I guess this is purely because I have struggled 
with this my whole life. Uh-oh. Um, I <laughs> so I'm a clumsy person. Uh, in oh. fact, my partner's nickname for me is Smash, um, <laughs> and that's because I might have smashed on accident a few things. Um, so I personally would love to be in the scene when they're trying to avoid the tentacles in the house, oh. and Maya Hawk is so cool and running around, and and Robin, um, and they're running through the tentacles and trying to avoid them. I just I would like to be in that scene so I could prove to myself once and for all that I'm not clumsy, just like Robin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you she identified did it. with her. She yeah. Did. I I freaking love Robin so much. Oh she my is God, she's my she's spirit the best. animal. She's the best. And also yeah. Maya Hawk is just so sweet and lovely, and I love I know, her. She's so compelling. Oh. Uh, Mila, That's what me. about you then? You wish uh, you were in a scene. What was it? Bill's confession, because honestly, it was just so powerful. Yeah. So you just want to be sitting in the back in yeah. the back seat behind she's them like, and oh, cry. Oh, oh, oh. 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 Like, welcome. Oh. Sorry, I'm so oblivious. It's the eighties. Oh. Calm down. It'll be better in the future. Oh. Don't worry. Well, I would mm-hmm. just, I would have comforted him. That's, that's all I wanted nice. to do. I just wanted to give him a hug. Oh, that's very nice. I genuinely that scene, I, like I was just, I was a mess. I was like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> poor guy. Yeah, mm. it was just, ugh. I was slightly, I was also crying. Unrequited love is so sad. And the haircut. There's something just so sad about his oh, haircut. He, and it's just like, you know, he's listen, got this bowl cut. He's like... I do have a trivia fact, but I'm going to throw it out now. He petitioned to, that, not, have to not have that, that bowl yes. cut. He was he was so out. He's like, please, please get rid of the bowl cut. They I, did not. They did not let. I him. had a haircut similar to that. Yeah, oh, and, no. and it is it is tragic. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't Maybe feel season good. Five. Maybe it doesn't feel no, it's very poor itchy. Yeah. <laughs> it's because it pillows and piles up on your head like yeah. a little helmet, and then it like scratch. Oh god, I, yeah, I hated it. Dumb my hair in a ponytail because I couldn't care less. <laughs> yeah, it's a better way to be. D- uh, well, Dave, yeah. um, what about you? I I liked the. I would have liked to be in the scene in the war zone in the surplus oh. store because as a young man, Uh-oh. I spent a lot of time in surplus stores. Okay, I was in cadets and you know, you're and 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 you're of my generation. You're of yeah. the Red Dawn generation. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> So, you know, we were always imagining, and it seemed like a very plausible thing to imagine, that any moment the Russians could just invade. You know, the Russians could just land, parachute into our soccer field at our school <laughs> with the Cubans and whoever else and the Chinese, oh and then we'd be under... And so yeah. me and my friends were always planning, like, our big escape, right? And we always... We all had, like, oh, army like fatigues and... For, like, if there's a fire in your house. I yeah, except... We're planning it's for like, the Soviets. It's the Soviet invasion. So <laughs> well, we, we had big plans to like where we would hey, go. Hey, you can do that now, Dave. We had oh, camps God. in the woods. We had like, you know, knives and all that stuff. I think that we talked about this before, maybe on this podcast, maybe not. But like yeah. m- my youth is exactly the same because we were, as especially in America, expecting the Soviets to invade. This is before Red Dawn, but that right. was what Red Dawn was about. And so like we had a camp behind my house where we stashed weapons and oh we had these God. barrels. But we were also expecting nuclear nuclear attacks, so we yeah, thought, well. yeah, we're like, we'll hide in the barrels, wait for the radiation to wash over us, and then pop out with our weapons and kill the Soviets. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. But like, not as a fun what? child's game, but like we were preparing. You were for prepping the, for the Soviets to attack us, like with not not as a joke, but yeah, so, like wait, we, had, we had we had a childhood like paramilitary group. Yeah, it was like a bunch sense. of twelve year olds. We were like, no, sorry, how are these barrels going to protect you from radiation? Well, I was like ten or eleven. Okay, all right. <laughs> 
Yeah, Cheryl but like no, so, but for real, like we we did exactly that as a not as a joke, but as yeah. a preparation. But and I love an arming yourself scene, like yeah. uh, in you know in Rambo or whatever when he gets he the, he goes into the store with the guns and ammo store and arms himself. I love the the scene in Red Dawn where they stop at the camping yeah. store yeah, yeah. and they're on their way to the mountains yeah. and he just loads them up, just fill a sleeping bag with everything you can carry, boys. Yeah. You know, I love, I love that. It. That's so, so funny. Well, oh my god. I got a scene I wish I was in. Ooh. And that is when Eddie decides to go back into oh. the upside down, cut the rope, and then fight the bats. What right. I would have been like, no, dumbass. Like <laughs> get, get in here. And I would have t- I would have like forced get, him to climb back up out of because I don't know what he was thinking. Like yeah. were the bats in imminent like they were already attacking the house. They didn't know that Dustin and and Eddie were going to another dimension. As far as they knew, the bats knew that they were in there. That's actually a really good point. So what was he leading them away from? Was he just buying more time? For who? No, or buying time for the other people. I guess so. But uh, but the yes. bats were already occupied. It's kind of it kind of feels like his his wonderful sacrifice was totally pointless. I, a lot of people <laughs> have complained about that. Yeah. Like it didn't make sense. Oh, it wasn't. Just, we weren't sure exactly what he was doing in that moment. Maybe he also wasn't sure what he was doing, but he just knew that he didn't want to run away, and they yeah. felt like he was running away. Well, that was, was the running away his whole life, and he's like, I don't want to run away this time. Like, so I will die instead. Well, well maybe it's maybe it's yeah, it's, it's an homage to the like the pointless heroic sacrifice, like yeah. the uh, you know the charge of the light brigade or whatever. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it just seemed. For him, dumb. I know, but as you said, it. I mean, I we understand why they did it because there was nothing for him to go back to. He would have been in prison, or you know. absolutely narratively so. made sense had to happen. But it just seems slightly I weird. Could have, the I feel like he, he could have. He could have. What I mean, it would have made. I, I don't know. This is just me expositioning, but it, it it made more sense if he was helping Dustin to get through, and then but like yeah, while the bats. The bats like, yeah, they they got him there, you know, yeah. instead of him yeah. running out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, but yeah, but he did get through the door. Yeah, he could have had enough time to get back and like. But he did have to make that decision. Mm. I I would have said like it would be cool if he just decided to play the guitar again. <laughs> like, again, like I'm gonna keep playing it because I did it before, and then I'm gonna keep them here, even though like they're attacking him as he's soloing, oh. and that would have been pretty. That would have made more than leaving. Like, why did he have to... Anyway, yeah. I only 80% believed that it made sense. Okay, yeah. odd, odds that he comes back in the next one. Like, he's actually not dead. Oh, I think he's dead. No, no, he's dead. No. He's dead. He, he's dead. He's hardcore yeah. dead. Yeah. Okay. Hardcore, hardcore dead. dead. Yeah. yeah. So, is that it then? Uh, can yeah. we finally move on to this section that, I, that actually is... Yeah. yeah. It's time for trivia. What do you know? I know something that I Googled just now. Did you learn So I actually have been binge watching interviews with all of the Stranger Things cast on YouTube. They're such, they're just awesome. Like they're such a wonderful group of young people and they are so funny and they're so connected to each other. And when they do interviews or when they do fun, you know, fun stuff, um, they do those Google search interviews where they search themselves and they're just so funny. They're just funny to watch and I'm totally obsessed with them. And it, it turned up in one of them that so Steve, Joe Keery, who plays Steve, in real life is 30 years old. Um, oh, okay. He's much, much older than he looks. And he actually has had 
Chester, obviously from the very beginning, from day one of shooting. And for the first season, and I'm not sure, maybe the second season as well, he had to shave his chest hair. Yeah, he had to wax it all off so that he could be like hairless and then grow chest hair. That was a storyline that they built in for him so that he originally didn't have it and then he grew it. Uh, maybe that's why it threw me off because there are yeah. like he's shirtless in, in some scenes yes. earlier and you remember on, right? him being yes. waxed yes he yeah. was waxed hairless like with the yeah scene with Billy in season two. yeah he was waxed yes, yes he, was, he waxed. was also waxed yes yeah he waxed. yeah he also has normal chest hair and had to get rid of it for the <laughs> okay dave well there you go oh, so funny yeah. it was I, a story arc yeah. right. i hate story to be arc. the guy that's obsessing about chest hair but <laughs> It's getting a little weird. It is. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it, you 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 correctly spotted it as being a thing, and yes. now Ashley can tell you exactly how it yeah. developed. Well, it made sense. Speaking of a couple more things, okay. um, Millie Bobby Brown. So in season one of the show, she wasn't famous yet, and so she actually did cut all her hair off yes. to yeah. play to play the character. But in this one, now she's in other movies, and she's obviously gained fame, and she's doing yeah, all these interviews. Yes, and they did such a good job. That was a wig. Yeah, I saw a video of them putting it on, and it was like, whoa. It is fantastic. You would never, ever know. You would think that she just shaved her head again, but no. I thought they CGI'd her head. No. No, no, it was just a regular wig. child actor. There was like the child actor for Eleven that was, they CGI'd Millie's face on, and they actually had that child shave off their hair. Oh, Oh, wow. That poor kid. (laughs) I know. Oh, my God. Faceless and shaved head. They had their face, and it was just like their body and like head shape, but they just had to put Millie's face. I know, but like the, the so there, nobody knows what that actor yeah, looks like. It was just a person. bald-headed kid going, but, <laughs> yeah. but I was eleven. I was nobody believes him. Yeah. yeah, because they don't. You don't look like eleven. Yeah. Um, another makeup thing: Vecna's makeup. Every single time they put it on, took seven and a half hours. It's- to put on and an entire hour to remove it. Oh my god! Yeah. So that poor. I always character. want to know where do they pee? Is it is there a <laughs> catheter? Well, no. I mean, oh. Because the whole body suit. So right. where do they pee? Yeah. How does right. Vecna pee? Okay, right. I will. Um, also, Next week we're going to devote the entire <laughs> podcast to Vecna. How but how does Vecna? Wait, how does the actor playing Vecna pee? But how does actual Vecna pee? Because there's no external Vecna holes of any kind. Vecna doesn't pee or eat or anything. Maybe his organs were right. ruptured while he was getting struck by lightning. You're right. Yeah. There's no food he going in He became a yeah. creature. Nothing, nothing grows in, or out. in the upside down. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, uh, any, I got no. I got more trivia. Okay, what do you got? Okay, um, Vicky, the girl that Robin is in love with, yes. is a fantastic Irish Canadian actress um, who plays Anne in Anne with an E. Yeah, that's right. She is amazing in that. You should yeah. watch it. It's very, very good. Yeah. Um, and it was so cool to see her in this. I was like, hey. Hey, girl. Hey, I know We're you. Canadian. Yeah. Uh, um, but the funny part, I did not recognize her until uh, this part. I, she was in season four in the first part, and I didn't right. know. I didn't, uh, I didn't, didn't even clue in. I like how she was dressed when she was in that ammo shop, just like um, uh, Molly Ringwald. Molly Ringwald from yes. 16 Candles. They did that on purpose. That was... oh, or was she Molly Ringwald from Breakfast Club? Either way. No, no, 16 yeah. Candles. Uh, one of those, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Very sm- yeah. Um, fairly positive. Um, Eddie. Joseph Quinn is a fantastic guitar player in, yes, real life, in real life, and he played that Metallica song. He, he learned it and he played it all on his Although own. Although there was a, another guy who soloed it. 
for the close-ups. Uh, yes, just for the close-ups yeah. though. Yeah. But um, but yeah, isn't that fantastic? Yeah, yeah like, that's awesome. They just yeah. it just so happens that this amazing British actor who has a fantastic American accent. Yeah, he did a great job with that. Good so job. Good, good accent so work, good. bro. I like how Eddie's voice like goes when he screams. It's funny to me. Yeah, what is that saying, Chrissy? Wake up, Chrissy! That everyone's TikToking. Yes. Everyone's just yeah. Chrissy. I don't like this. I don't like this. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's all over. Ooh. All over the TikToks. So are you are you guys are you guys in on the on the Easter egg, the TikTok Easter egg? No, sir. Here? No. So apparently, so the Kate Bush album that Running Up That Hill is, escapes right. me. Hounds of Love. What is the What is the album? Anyone I don't know. know. Oh, her. Yeah, don't know. Um. Anyway, that album is about a woman who gets who is goes into a coma yeah and then while she's in a coma it's kind of like a story album so she goes into a coma and then while she's in the coma and then when she recovers from the coma so there's this easter egg people are saying that the, oh. that the duffer brothers based this whole max's whole storyline oh. is based on, on this album and that because there's actually a song and i can't think of i should have written this down but there's a song where there's this voice that sounds remarkably like vecna who's like talking to her while she's in this coma. Oh, you know? oh interesting. So yeah. you're telling us we need to go listen to that album now. So yeah, yeah. Like find I mean, out that, what happens in season five. That song has been yeah getting lots of airplay, but they, mm. it's part of like a whole concept album. Like the, the album Duffers a, really the way that they incorporated music into this is so fantastic. Um, yes. Apparently they reached out to Metallica because they had used uh, another Metallica song already, and so they really they they pitched this to Metallica and they said this is really important for Eddie's character for this whole character arc. Like we're not just throwing your song in here for nothing. Like we really have a plan, and this is why. We're doing it and etc etc and they absolutely loved it and they were totally on board <laughs> awesome um and i have one more trivia piece okay and it is about money 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 how much do you think uh-huh. each episode cost to make oh, of yeah. season four well, each individual episode it was how like much? 200 something million for this nonsense right yes. so that would be well, i'm gonna i'm gonna take a stab of 250 divided by 10 25 let's say 28 and a half million 30 million Ooh, wow. 30 million you're per so episode. good with the millions justin yeah. yeah and what's really interesting about this is that the the second most expensive uh show per episode was game of thrones which was only 15 million per episode wow. so this has so the reason we love this so much and the reason the editing is so darn good yeah because they put a lot of money into this but it <laughs> But it's yeah. far more compelling than a film. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so, like, this is a good use of money. I agree. In my I agree. This is a spectacular the world's imagination. masterpiece. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's and obviously it's not done because now we have season five yeah. and it's, it's just be, like, finding. Oh, okay. I have a question for you guys. Okay. Um, this is just a question that I thought of, and and I have my own personal opinion. Mm. Um, Max uses Kate Bush's "Running Up That Hill" on repeat yeah. to save herself from Vecna. Yeah. Now, personally, I I am a person who listens to music on repeat. I will yeah. find a favorite song and I will listen to it to death. Yeah. Um, but I know many, many, many people in the world who, if they hear a song, even even twice like even two times in a row get that out of here i don't want to hear that anymore yeah that's one of the problems she says she's like well what if i get sick of this song yeah so my question is are you what type of people are you guys i'm not a repeat person i'm definitely a repeat i'll Mm. listen to songs like over and over and i won't get sick of them like oh my god this song is so good i love this part yeah 
Uh, Dave, I, I'm not well, a repeater. Yeah, I don't like for that. For me, music is a, like an evocative thing, right? So if I'm in a certain mood, I'll listen to a song a couple times. And if it hits me the second time, I, I'll listen to it again. Mm. But I listen to a lot of the same playlists over and over again. But I don't listen sure. to them the same song back to back. Got no. it. But it's interesting with this Kate Bush song because I, I I've lo- loved this song since it came out. Like it's I remember being in, in England and when I lived there and this, was, this album came out. And I was like, this is a great song. And I, and I loved the song. It was on the charts back then mm-hmm. and um kate bush is like so i notoriously difficult to license her stuff like she's oh. she doesn't just give stuff away like mm. easily so they they approached her very carefully with this so they took yeah. like they had um they had shots and everything of where they would use the song and how they were going to use it and scripts and everything and they took oh it to her God. and said here's how we're going to use your song yeah, and she, but she was a huge, and so I guess the Duffer Brothers say what they'll do is they'll leave blank spots where they're going to put songs, and then they'll just try songs and listen to them and see how they hit Ooh. with the scene. And this song, as soon as they put it on they the knew. scene, with her walking out of the therapist's office, putting it on, they're like, this is the song. So they approached Kate Bush with it, and she was like, luckily, it was a big fan of the show. Yeah. And so she was like, yeah, no, this is this for sure. But I my just song. call, like, what a fantastic job. The, like, how great that the Duffer Brothers are using music so thoughtfully and purposefully right. in not only in their in their writing, but also being so respectful of the artists. Yeah. I yeah. think that's such a fantastic, like, everything we hear and learn about the show is just making it better. But it, <laughs> it's so thoughtful yeah. and it, it clearly pays off to be that thoughtful. Yep. Because and planned out. It worked, and yeah. my God, like, Metallica's doing great and so is yeah. Kate Bush. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah and all the other music like they just did a great job of the yes. music in this uh right. yeah. so everybody's into this we're gushing yeah so we have to call it though like it's over we've seen yeah. stranger things <laughs> we we're gonna have to wait two at least two more years oh for it to come God. out next Oh, God. oh my goodness, Justin! Oh, that made, <laughs> that makes that me feel nice? old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you'll have but to come back true. for season five, Mila. Well, definitely. Yeah. I will. Good. I will drop everything. <laughs> I will drop. Everything. <laughs> drop everything. Yeah. Drop a car. <laughs> First of all, did you buy a car in this scenario? <laughs> wow. What, what what job do you have? Yeah, yes. I'm, <laughs> curious, but, uh, I'm curious. Tell us about fu- tell us about future Mila. What is she doing? Yeah. What are you working at? <laughs> She's a voice actor now. Oh, very wow. cool. So you're just gonna drop everything. Like like you're daughter. in Manhattan. You're just gonna drop everything. Jet down to Nova Scotia to be in your, your sad old dad's podcast. <laughs> sad, Aww. sad dad's podcast. Podcasts don't even exist anymore. But I'll do it for him. Yeah, he still thinks he's broadcasting, but he's just talking into an old box. The microphone doesn't doesn't even have a cable attached to it anymore. Yeah, he just sits in his basement and talks to himself. <laughs> Mila, yeah. thank you for for doing that for your old dad. Yeah. <laughs> your sad old dad. That. And thanks for thanks for being here and bringing this fresh youth perspective. Yeah. To this yeah, which speaks volumes of this show that mm-hmm. it's it appeals to all of us and we're all very wildly different in terms of our life experiences. Well, and, and we we've seen on the show that that Dave, Justin, and I we we always we don't always agree and we often disagree on what we like. So the fact that we've all come together and we all love this so much is yeah. So what are we watching next? Oh. I'm very excited. So Flix Patrol, here we go. Let's find out. Netflix. Are we still doing Netflix? Is Netflix yes, still here? Yes, Netflix still exists. <laughs> yeah. So the uh, Stranger Things is still number one currently. Uh, the top movie is The Sea Beast. 
Um, oh, yeah, that. it's an animated movie. Uh, very interesting, but the picture isn't loading. So the um, Sea Beast. So the they, sea beast. we're watching the Sea Beast. The Sea Beast. The Sea Beast. <laughs> the sea beast. So okay, everybody. Well, uh, thank you for listening. Yeah, uh, we appreciate you listening, and please watch the Sea Beast for next week. And mm-hmm. Mila, thank you for being here. Yeah, Thanks, it was such a nice yeah. pleasure. And we'll uh, <laughs> we'll see you all soon. Thanks. All right. Bye. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a rating and maybe a review on the Apple Podcast Store. This is the number one thing you can do to help out the show, strangely enough. And it's simple and it's easy and you can do it right now. If you got a bit of extra cash to kick around and want to support the show financially, check us out on whyarepeoplewatchingthis.com. There's a link there to support the show. The music you hear during the show is written and produced by me and my very talented wife. Why Are People Watching This is a production of Outside the Lines Press with support from the Black Box Collective and Anaganish Improv.